You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating, and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. It is time for the whip around where we find out what's biting in your part of the country. Redmond, you've spent plenty of time in New South Wales over the past week, and that's where we kick things off. Yeah, well, well I love that part of the world. I really do. Southeast coast, the oysters, terrific. Thank bought you for those, you some the beautiful Wapango yeah, oysters from well, Wheeler's. Wheelers, yeah. Wheelers are our good friends. They, they are. They, me they are genuinely the greatest oysters oh, that I've ever so had. So tasty. Creamy, delicious, small. Anyway. But there's such a difference between oysters that are fresh yeah. versus ones that you buy out of the supermarket that have been washed well, with fresh water. That's the biggest factor you just said. God, they're good. They wash the, the goodness out of it. The they salty do, brine literally. that they're living in is the yes. taste. The creamy flavour. That is the best part. And it carries all the bacteria that gets you sick if you eat a bad one. Don't eat a bad one. Well, as long You'll as be on the toilet. You're supposed to check those. For Mate, me. the check, you go by check, you just a little sniff of it, Patrick, and if it smells, you'll know. That's what, if you want to know what a bad oyster is, it smells and it's not horrific. Ha- you, you actually don't need to be like a fishing expert in nope. order to know. Either. You will know. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible smell. Anyway, Marlon, they're going quite good still on the East Coast. Steady bite, not amazing bite, but steady could turn on any day. There was a lot of fish there when I was there between Burmy and down to Eden. Eden fished really, really good. There's still that little bite of Malakuta still, but Eden fished good. Where I was off Tarthra fished okay. Burmy a little bit slow, but there was fish there. A few fish up with Turos, Batesman still as well. Aladulla, so could fire anywhere. But current's slow at the moment. Everything's lining up to look like it's going to be a good end of the season. Dolphin fish on fads. Kingfish at the island as well. So plenty happening on the southeast coast of New South Wales. Newcastle, Port Stephens Game Fishing Club also hosted a fishing comp. 148 boats uh, in the competition. Brilliant weekend uh, with the second largest tuna and a blue marlin caught by a female angler in New South Wales history. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so great reports out of there. The other one was Palm Cove, Redmond. I know we're heading slightly further north That's there right. into our Queensland report. Sort of all right. It's the wrong state. Um, but mackerel biting well, which is great to see. The spotties, some really good captures. I think they almost bagged out with how many they had at a Palm Cove. Beautiful spot if you're looking for a holiday. Well, now to our Queensland report. <laughs> <laughs> Flathead Taylor Pink is also in Botany Bay going very well on plastics. The Burnett, the Burnett in Queensland has bounced back really, really good after all that rain they had up there. We like the Burnett. The mouth of the river along the rock wall is the place to be fishing right now with grunter, cod, flooded, all being Sooties. caught at the back base of the rock walls, I should say. Sooty grunters. Nelson Phillips, a gentleman on social media. We mentioned Lake Mundarine last week with a 115, I think it was. This week, another giant barra, 102 centimetres coming in. The magic metre mark. Heading uh, across to the west, the Taylor are thick at Hillary's Harbour. Uh, kayak fishing late in the evening has been a bit of a key. Obviously, kayaks you, gives you a bit more nimble than casting off the banks or working from jetties and that sort of stuff. So, as long, uh, as, as, long as they've got a motor, <laughs> anglers been, anglers doing very well there. Uh, Headlands jetty producing some cracking mulloway up to ten kilo. Redmond, what are they? What are they getting those on? Uh, live live uh, mullet. Yeah. So that's been the go to bait by far. So like anything. Basically, live mullet, live squid is the go-to when you're chasing mullet away basically anywhere. So, and how are you rigging that? Like, how would you yep. rig it when you're 
fishing a live bait for something like Mulloway. Completely depends how where you're fishing and what you're fishing. As light a sinker as possible if you're going to run a sinker. Yep. So the lightest you can get it, the better. So you want to sit in that middle water column? Like no, you, you want, want them down you deep. You want, them you, want down, deep. Yeah, you want them down on the bottom towards the bottom, but like... If you can get a balloon... Not dragging along the floor, obviously. If, if you're putting a mullet on, traditionally it's going to go towards the bottom. It's not going to float at the top. But yep. yeah, if, you, if you're running... Like if you're in Tide, you can run your normal three, four, six ounce sinker. If you're in um, the Glenelg, like we're just using small pea sinkers, just holding the baits on the bottom using... Uh, using Well, sometimes we don't use live baits. Sometimes we use strips of slimy mackerel or strips of squid. So yeah, there's plenty of different ways to do it. But in my opinion, holding the bait to the bottom, but as light as possible. Heading to South Australia, and our good mate, Shane Mensforth, had a beauty, beautiful session uh, in the St. Joseph Banks he's off Tumby Bay. He's nearly uh, done my bait board photo that I do. Well, he has. It's just, his looks horrible compared to mine. I'm not happy with Shane there. Yeah. Look at the fish. Look at that. It's facing the wrong way. It's, it's, Aaron, this is radio. To, I know, but I'm talking to you there, and I'm going to paint the picture. The bellies are facing the opposite directions, Patrick. We're talking about uh, how Shane has presented his <laughs> whiting on his bait board. If you're going to uh, pie macaroon and really uh, flaunt your captures, which Aaron obviously loves to do, uh, making sure they're well presented. Oh, you haven't been happy with that. A bit more effort there, Shane. We've got the tuna out of Morgan's Beach up to 20 kilo on skirts and divers working really, really good too. And blue swimmer crabs are very thick out of Colwell. Huge size ones amongst your bag as well, so very good to see. Southern Fishing Charters are getting into their fair share of southern bluefin tuna and a beautiful little mako around that sort of three-foot mark. That's a perfect size mako if you ask me, Redmond. They are very tasty and I'm probably going to do them during the week, to be honest with you. I'm due for one this season and uh, now's the time. Uh, heading further north, Tasmania, 30 k's out from Fortescue. The Makos have been in full swing, old boy. They have been, and they've been that good size range from that sort of 40 to 80 kilos. So once again, what you just spoke about. So if they land in the boat, they're not necessarily going to go through the floor. That's, that's the size <laughs> you want. I still wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> the Mako's not dead till you've eaten it. That's the saying, Patrick. It doesn't matter what you do to it on the boat. If you're is gonna that keep the saying, one, is it? I've never heard that. Mako is never dead till you've eaten it. <laughs> I got some great stories. We were on a charter one day, just quickly, and <laughs> I'd uh, bled this mako. I was just about walking up to grab my knives to gut it at the back of the boat, and the guy was like, "Oh, can we get a photo with it? Can we get a photo with it?" And I said, as a joke, I'm like, "Oh, if you want it, it's your risk." And I walked up to the, and I was on your decky at the time, and I walk up towards the the where Toby was sitting. There's a window there, my old skipper, and he I just seen his face just go like that, and I've never seen eight, ten grown men jump on the, off from the ground onto the roof of a boat in about point one of a second. This Mako would have been 80 kilo, just come Thrashed. alive. Yeah, and I thought we thought it was long gone. We towed it for like 15, 20 minutes and get it, did what we needed to do, and then yeah, it just, off she woke up. But yeah, Makos, make sure you've eaten it first before you get a photo. Uh, land-based fishing <laughs> of the rocks in Burnie have also produced some really nice King George Whiting this week. Squid has been the best bite there. And Victoria... What did I say? Best bite? Apologies. Best bait. Victoria. Lee Rayner has had some amazing flathead captures down in that sort of Gippsland to Lakes entrance region. More lakes. 80 centimetres been catching them up to. He reckons he's got 12 fish. I think he said up to that. And then heaps from that 50 to 60 centimetres. So really, really good fishing. Also, Lakes entrance. Gummy sharks. And massive knobby snapper. Like 8, 9 kilo stuff. Which Really good size you're talking. For lakes it is. It's amazing. They get a lot of those pinkies. And they get this little run. They get a small run of these fish which is great to see how healthy it is. It's really good to see. Western Port, the whiting is still going very good. The tuna out there going good. Port Phillip, the same. You've also got the port. What about the the balance of when they're sunning themselves? So that's been one of the sort of 
big frustrations with angles yep. locally. So with that south wind, it's actually put a little bit more go into them. Just they fight right. them up a little bit. So yep. they've just they've come on the chill a bit. I know they were a bit quieter over the end of last weekend, but they're definitely on the they're definitely getting better. Mutton birds are moved in. They're moving in on bait now. So there's going to be methods. To, I think there's going to be a lot more methods to get them now than not. I was chatting to a mate who who found a school the first and cast a popper the first cast bang they're all over it yeah then they wouldn't feed afterwards yep isn't it funny how you might have one window of an opportunity that's like to actually were, get the fish we were out what with Reese the other week and you guys wanted let's do photos and I think the first thing I said to you was no no no, no these things will stop biting at some point no you said that before we even oh did I yeah, yeah I said, before we. We'll get we'll yep. get photos and stuff. Just we need to After. make the yeah we need to make the most of it. And sure enough, I think we got probably three or four goes at them, and then they stopped. So crazy fish. Uh, the last couple of reports in the freshwater world: the Murrumbidgee campers at Maud landed several cod to seventeen keepers amongst them, with fish taking lures, yabbies, and grubs. And Lake Boga, there's been plenty of redfin caught, thirty centimeter plus, just near the campers caravan park. Also, uh, redfin and yellows up to 36 centimetres on scrub worms. Small yabbies fishing just from the banks too. Plenty happening. We like that. Very good. Beautiful work, Redman. That is the whip around where we find out what's biting right around the country. All for Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. Uh, we need a break. Afterwards, we've got our special guest, the whip around, all coming up this morning on Real Adventures.